Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm excited to be back another week. I want to always thank the creator and the producer of the show, Matt Matan, for being such a great mentor and boss. I also want to thank everybody for downloading the podcast. We're getting close to a thousand downloads on Buzzsprout. So I'm super excited for that. And now that we're approaching one year on the show, but I have a very, very, very special guest. So let's jump in. So today's guest is my beautiful cousin that is multi-talented and that I've always looked up to ever since I moved down to South Carolina back in, gosh, 1992. So mm-hmm. she's, <laughs> yeah, she started off her career as an accountant working in the banking industry in Charlotte, North Carolina. But while she was an accountant, she became licensed in North Carolina and South Carolina as a real estate broker and is currently the owner of Apex Realty of the Carolinas, which specializes in residential real estate across North Carolina and South Carolina. Her next adventure took place in 2015 when she became a photographer and she is the owner of Sharitha Monique Photography, which has won numerous awards across North Carolina and she's a a complete natural. And currently her newest venture is becoming the co-owner of the largest interactive selfie museum in Charlotte, North Carolina called Picture Project CLT, which opened December, 2021. Also her partner for Picture Project Picture Project Charlotte is our cousin, Melissa Fuller. So without further ado, because there's so much to get into, I want to introduce my cousin, the mogul, the Sharitha Cooper. Welcome, cousin. Thank you, cousin. So glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. So, Sharitha, we always start off the show asking um, the guests to tell listeners about you. Where are you from and how you became an entrepreneur? Sure. So as you mentioned, my name is Sharitha Cooper. Um, I'm originally from South Carolina, a small town called Utahville, South Carolina. Um, Yes, Utahville in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I uh, went to school in Orangeburg, South Carolina and started doing internships in Charlotte, North Carolina and loved the city. Actually, I kind of knew from high school that I wanted to move to Charlotte and it kind of worked out that way perfectly. So I started my career in banking and back in 2002, I suppose, 
so 20 been, years. Yeah. So this is, yeah, my 20th year in the Charlotte area. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> so started off in uh, banking and saw a lot of things because I used to work in the commercial sector in, in banking kind of. So I saw a lot of different businesses and got to meet with a lot of business owners and it kind of started putting uh, some ideas in my mind about business ownership from there. Gotcha. And so I know I was in Charlotte from 2000 to 2008, and I feel mm-hmm. like it was around maybe what, 2004 or five that you started getting into real estate. How did you first yes. get into real estate? Yeah. So it's actually 2005. I was introduced to real estate by a coworker at the bank, actually. Um, she was taking a a real estate or she was planning to take a real estate class. And she was kind of like, Sharita, you know, I think you should take this class with me. And me being the avid learner that I am, yes. wanting to learn new things, I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. So initially, ironically, I actually didn't plan to become a real estate agent. I actually took the class just for the information about mm-hmm. just, just to learn. Right. And as I kind of got into the class, I found it to be very interesting, you know, learning about the different you know, real estate laws and um, sales. And, and I just found it to be really interesting and I actually was pretty good at it. You know, passed mm-hmm. class, <laughs> um, got my license the first time around, which is which is which is great. Yes. So once I got my license, I was kind of like and this is a true story. I was like, well, to get my money back for the class investment and the <laughs> I'm going to sell a house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and once I sold, I, I sold my first house within two months. I, I joined a real estate firm and, jo- and sold my house within two months. My sold my first home in two months. And I was kind of like, huh, mm-hmm. I think I'll stick with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and you, just and you juggled there. that for a while between I working full time at the bank. And I mean, you were all over it on the real for estate. And that was before. Years. Yes. Yeah. So I worked at the bank full time and I did real estate on the side from 2005 to I left the bank in 2018. Wow. I was there. I was doing real estate for uh, family and friends. I actually was referred a lot to people. So I would kind of do family and friends. I didn't have to really advertise a whole lot. Um, and I'll just kind of go into it if it's okay, Veronica. But sure, sure. From I worked for a firm from 20, 2005 to about 2012. And that was when I decided to uh, be a sole proprietor and go out on my own. So I was an individual real estate agent and then decided once I left the bank in 2018, I decided to um, to grow my presence and by forming my real estate firm, Apex Realty of the Carolinas. So that's how that came about. Yeah. And then also during that time in 2015, Mm -hmm. you started a photography business. I did. did. So photography, um, and then I'll tell you a little bit about that. I always had an interest in photography and I love taking photos and always loved taking photos. But again, I didn't think that I was going to be uh, a photographer, but that came about out of of a need and a frustration that I have, I had. So I have a, I have two daughters now. Um, and at the time I had one daughter and she has special needs. And so I was trying to find a photographer 
um, that kind of could give me the photos that I wanted while at the same time kind of like being um, understanding and patient with sure. my daughter who needed a little bit more assistance in getting photos. Mm-hmm. So I didn't find kind of the right person at the time. And it was very a frustrating process. So we did get her photos taken, um, mm-hmm. but it was really rushed and the photographer wasn't able to kind of like engage with her and get the the reactions from mm-hmm. her that I knew she could give. And so out of that process, I'm like, mm, I'm probably not going to you know, actually I said, I'm never going to put her through this again. Yes. Um, so I'm going to start taking her photos myself. And that was kind of like my impetus to buy my first camera, my first um, DSLR camera. And then once I bought the camera, I started learning about um, photography and how to take pictures. And so, of course, my daughter was my first subject. She was the whole motivation behind me getting started. And once I started learning, I became truly obsessed with <laughs> with the art of photography and started a um, started taking pictures of, well, once I started posting photos of my daughter on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, people eventually started reaching out to me. So I started as a family and children's photographer. Oh, and now, Sharitha, are you focusing just on maternity shoots? I am. I am. So I, as, as I've grown and as I've, um, I've shot a lot of things. Like I used to do events. I used to do, I've shot a lot of things. Yes. Um, I have to add, Sharitha took family pictures for my family, and she did the photography for my mom's retirement party, which were amazing. And just awesome job. You just have a good eye. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, And then over time, as I've kind of like developed uh, my niche and grown more, I realized that maternity is kind of one of my favorite subjects. Like I love Mm -hmm. Um, making mom, expecting moms feel more comfortable and more beautiful and um, just that whole experience. And so I've decided actually just as of this year to focus more on that. Now, I still do family and children. um, Mm -hmm. It's more along kind of stemming from those maternity sessions because obviously these moms have children. So I do them, but my primary focus is to lead with maternity. So it sounds like during your entrepreneurial journey, you've just kind of fell into this or or leaned in and people kind of have grabbed you along the way. So I'm very curious to hear how you started Picture Project. Am I saying it right? Picture Project CLT or Picture Project Charlotte? Okay. So it's Picture Project CLT. I mean, or you can call it Picture Project Charlotte. CLT is for Charlotte, but we do call it Picture Project CLT. Um, So it started, it's, it stemmed from my photography business. And uh, because I would do different setups in the studio Mm -hmm. um, and I had clients that wanted more elaborate sets or um, I did a lot of birthday sessions one year. You Mm -hmm. know, I always wanted to celebrate big, especially like when COVID hit, like people were restrained and they still wanted to find kind of some positive and, and things to celebrate, even when they were kind of like confined to their homes. So they kind of felt safe coming to my studio. I have a home studio mm-hmm. where they could still celebrate and get great photos. Or when mm-hmm. they wanted a more elaborate set that I typically don't do, I would partner with my best friend, Melissa, yes. <laughs> who is an events um, designer. And she, um, I kind of talked to her about, oh, 
this client wants to do um, a more elaborate set. Is this something that you might be able to do? And from the first time we partnered together, it was amazing. I think it was a 40th birthday session where we yeah. first collaborated and she did like um, some marquee numbers and a, a, a whole elaborate set. And mm-hmm. once those photos got posted, it was kind of like <laughs> a wildflower, like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted those different um wanted more elaborate sets and so we were partnered together on several photo shoots and when i started seeing selfie museums kind of become a little bit more they were popping up in different cities yes i had been to a selfie museum before um probably like 2017 there was Mm -hmm. a a smaller one in charlotte that's now um closed down but i started seeing them pop up more and i kind of brought the idea to melissa and i was like you know we we do this mm-hmm. <laughs> already mm-hmm. so it would make sense that we can do this on a on a larger scale because people always need photos people always want more um more things to celebrate and people are always looking for a good experience to have fun yeah so, so but Trisha, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about for someone that has no idea what an interactive selfie museum is what is it is there a cost what's the hours and typically who comes to a, a selfie museum yes yeah, so the good thing about selfie museums is that even though there are many popping up kind of like around the country they all have their own spin on it so people mm-hmm. have like different themes or different ways to go about it but it's basically a place where you can come in and take your own photos the thing about picture project clt is that we've combined um, the selfie experience where you can take your own photos we do provide ring lights where you can kind of get optimal lighting for your photos and you can set your phone in it and take your own photos. Um, But you can also add on a professional photography package. So we do have um, pro photographers on staff, myself. (laughs) So that you can, yep, so you can book a a package. The sets are already there. So you kind of already know what to, what to wear and kind of how to, how to uh, collaborate with the set. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also, included an event space so for birthday parties we have an event space come on sharitha yes we do, we do. Yes. this is awesome yes and a podcast studio so our self museum is very creator focused like we want all of the event planners um podcast creators um, and people who just love photography to come in our space wow well now you know i gotta get in your business a little bit because we're accountants Yes, so yes. <laughs> I know that felt probably like a little intimidating because up to this point, you've been able to do everything out of your home or you're right. physically going to people. So was that a little intimidating? Was there a big upfront cost for you to get a space like this? And, and how did you fundraise for that? I'm just curious if people are interested in starting a storefront. What were some mm-hmm. of the things that you kind of had to go through that you didn't before with Apex Realty and Sharika mm-hmm. Monique Photography? That is a great question. And yes, it is good. Getting a commercial space is way different than working from your home. So mm-hmm. the costs are, are, are tremendous. And it was a, an upfront investment. And one thing um, that I didn't expect was how much construction and materials increased as a result of, you know, COVID related yes. all the material shortages. So um, things kind of cost, from what I'm understanding, probably, you know, 40 to 50 percent more mm-hmm. than they would have cost, you know, 
two, two to three years ago. Wow. So that was, yeah, so that was a, a shock. Um, but I will say as long as we, you know, we knew the end game, we prepared mm-hmm. our business plan and we kind of knew what we were going to, uh, how to fund it and, and ultimately that it would be worthwhile over the long term. So this is definitely a long term investment. It's not a, a get rich quick kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, just kind of sticking with the plan. So Melissa and I are 50, um, 50, 50 owners, and we actually funded the in- upfront investment with the, through our personal resources. So we each have our own individual businesses. Um, I have two, <laughs> but yes, using our own personal resources, we were able to Fund it because I will say, coming from a banking background, I knew kind of like getting uh, bank funding is not an option yeah. um, for for startup businesses. But once you kind of hit the two year mark and kind of prove your business, you're yep. able to, um, you know, re- get bank funding at that point if you need like working capital um, mm-hmm. or something like that. So. Wow, that's so impressive. So, you know, Sharitha, we're at that point in the show where we always try to give advice um, to the listeners, any type of nuggets and jewels. And as you're a serial entrepreneur, you're a (laughs) mogul, you've been so successful. Anything that you've done, it's been a success. What is something, though, throughout this journey that you wish someone told you in the beginning of this entrepreneurial journey? Um, I would say um, it took me a long time to understand that. Every day is not is not a hundred percent. And what I mean by that is, you know, business businesses have ebbs and flows and ups and downs and, mm-hmm. season, and seasonality. And so while I, you know, have this great plan and I want everybody to flock to my door on day one, it doesn't always happen that way. So you right. have to, you know, keep the the end in mind and your ultimate plan. And I kind of alluded to it a few minutes ago about having a solid business plan. Mm-hmm. It's not an end all be all. It's it's a fluid document. So as you go through your business and go through the day to day and you realize there are some things that need to be changed, mm-hmm. uh, make adjustments and you and you stay positive and, you know, having a positive mindset and remembering your why and what you're ultimately trying to accomplish. That's the key to longevity. That's so all, yeah. Safe. No, I totally agree with that. And I don't think people realize how far you can go exactly like you said, by just being positive. Absolutely. And being kind to yourself and realizing, like you said, it's different from coming from that corporate world. Like we came from into the entrepreneurial world, because it's not always going to be 40 hours a week, eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Some days you might not work at all. And then some days you're working all night. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I forgot to mention that I I can remember saying to myself, especially when when just starting up any any of my businesses, uh, real estate, photography, or picture project, I will literally stay up many nights and or many hours. And I'm like, I'll sometimes think, oh, why did I go from working, you know, 30 to 4 40 hours a week at the bank to working like 60 to 70 hours? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's all worth it. And eventually it's not always going to be that way, but I, you know, it's more fulfilling because you are working for yourself. You are making your goals happen and you are, you're doing it. 
So. Yeah. And your husband's an entrepreneur also. So I'm just loving mm -hmm. that your beautiful young <laughs> girls are seeing how successful that their parents are and you're able to spend time with them. Because I remember talking to you a few years back and you're like, oh, we're taking swimming classes and things like that, that we never could have done working at these corporate yeah. jobs where they look at you sideways when you have a doctor's appointment, you know, let alone yeah. you, you want to do something with your children between nine and five o'clock. Yes, yes. I, I I appreciate that a lot. Um, I appreciate appreciate having being able to uh, change my schedule when I need to. So, for instance, it's, we recently had some weather that affected school schedules mm -hmm. and, you know, we had to go virtual or schools were closed. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, I'll just move that meeting. You know, yes. So after we're done with doing yes. our, our schooling. So, yeah, that that's a blessing, which I'm, I'm very grateful. I think about that all the time too, Sharitha. I'm just like, you know, my son's only six. So I was to the tail end of my corporate career. I left when he was about two and a half, but mm -hmm. that was always the thing. I felt bad when I had to leave work because he was sick. Then I felt bad mm -hmm. that, you know, I was at work, you know, so it, it's just that double-edged sword. So it's just so nice, like you said, when you can work for yourself and you're ultimately responsible for your schedule. And yeah. so I want to give you time, Sharitha, to plug all of your businesses because we're already to the end of the show. Oh my gosh, that went by quickly. I, I told you it flies by. So please plug Picture Project CLT, Apex yes. Realty, Sharitha Monique Photography. I'm sure you're yes. thinking up something else, your husband's business, everything. <laughs> so I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Sharitha Monique Photography, um, at Picture Project CLT is the Selfie Museum. And then for real estate, I'm uh, at Sharitha Loves Real Estate. And my husband is Before and After Five Drain Cleaning. He's a plumbing company in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and thank you so much for the opportunity. No, thank you, Sharitha. And again, I just want to say... As my big cousin, I've always looked up to you. And I went to Charlotte and I was an accountant just like you. Yeah. And I just always remember the class and dignity and sophistication that you've had and you've continued to do that. And I remember there were some years when it was rough and you never, mm -hmm. I never saw you complain, never saw you not have a smile on your face. So I just thank you for being an inspiration. Oh, I thank you so much. And I look up to you as well. I mean, look at this amazing show. You've done it. Ah, thank you. Well, again, thank Thanks. you. Thank you, listeners. Please come back next week, same time, same place, 4.30 p.m. on Fridays. And stay connected to all things Biz Radio Asheville by going to bizradioashville.com. Thank you again, Sharitha. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.